If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipangleshow, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktuned.com backslash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Mine was yeah. a shorter box, and okay. Brad's is a longer box, yeah. but uh, um, Brad's got, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what she a, said. That's right, baby. <laughs> Short fat, sure baby. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot, and I'm joined here by Brad Brap Adams. And on the line with us is Adam Jubay. What's going on, guys? What's going Yellow. on, buddies? Yellow. Adam is joining us via phone. Uh, I'm actually in Indianapolis right now, getting ready to head to Seattle. Yeah, so... I'm at work. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then Brad, Brad yeah. has Mondays off, so it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, you, guys, uh, you guys went to Indy today. Yeah, we did. We went to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It was wonderful. Got to take a little bus tour, walk around, yep. take some photos. Our guide, Jason, was like super amped about us uh, <laughs> for some reason. He was, well, I guess because on the bus, like one one of the guys on the tour with us was like, which direction do they run? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, very nice. So, yeah. So, we knew we knew more than most people in our tour group, or probably all of them. I was talking to Jason, our tour guide, a little beforehand, uh, or after, sorry, rather, and he was telling me that most people don't know what the flags mean, a um, bunch of different stuff. So, well, here's the other thing, too. So, Donald Davidson's like the man if you need to know anything about the Speedway or the 500, et cetera. And so I told Austin before I took Balin up there, and one day he was there, and it was kind of cool, you know, because I know who he is. You know, a lot of people there, like, nobody besides the workers even recognized him, which I understand because... You just yeah. hear the voice, but all these people had just listened to his presentation on the bus. So they also do a movie there that you listen to. So I see him, and I'm carrying. And he's talking to one of the workers there, and I'm carrying Austin's uh, GoPro. And I'm like, I'm gonna hook Austin up here. I'm gonna ask the guy, like, what's your favorite 500 memory? So I wait patiently, and I get I finally get him. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, I want to do this for my buddy. So what's your favorite memory? Uh, the first time I came here, I'm like, oh <laughs> man. The climax just died. I wonder if that's like a canned. I wonder if that's a canned response that he has. Oh man, it, it sucked. Because most people like most people come up, ask him what his favorite like memory is, and he'll tell yeah. them, and they won't know like anything about what he's talking about. That's true too. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just like a canned response that he has. Yeah, I was like waiting for like maybe like that answer. You know, finish was it him and Scott Goodyear it was like super close, or you know, yeah, Weldon's last win, or you know, something like yeah. that. But nope, his first time he was there, and so I asked him, you know what. What brought you know what what was it that was so exciting? Was it the racing? You know the speed, etc. Nope, just the people. I'm like, wow, this that didn't go as planned. <laughs> well, that's uh, uh, that's still more exciting than my afternoon. I just changed a broken glass in uh, Chicago, so nice. yeah, yeah, gunshots. <laughs> that thing's probably no, this... about as broke as Derrick Rose. <laughs> this, uh, this was just a lawnmower rock. Uh, nothing, nothing exciting. <laughs> that has to have been broken for a while though, because you haven't had to cut grass up there for what, like three months now? You're like I'm, a foot I'm and a half the... buried in snow already. Dude, I mowed the grass on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that snow already went away. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, nothing nothing fun going on here. You get to fly to Seattle via Denver tonight. Yeah, I got um, a 12-hour layover in Denver tonight, so yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go partake in things on the town. Uh, that's or... the longest layover I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, it's not so bad. It's almost, I should have just made it like an 18-hour trip and just been able to stay and hang out and yeah, do stuff. But Then you're just in Denver. Yeah. Well, like, I wanted to spend as much time in Seattle as I could because... On Friday, I'm actually driving from Seattle down to San Francisco. Gonna hang out with yeah. some of the guys from uh, from Driving While Awesome. So I think I'm gonna have okay. dinner with Art Cervantes and then Lane, um, okay. who actually, you know, he redid the logo, which I haven't updated yet. But uh, appreciate yeah. it, Lane. So gonna see them on Friday, and then go to the Lemons Race, or yeah, the Lemons Race at Sonoma or yeah. Sears Point or whatever the hell they call it these mm. days. Uh, you know, with Mike Taylor and those guys. And then from there, going to scoot on over to the 25-hour Thunder Hill for Saturday night and the remainder of the race on Sunday. And okay. then back up to Seattle. It's only like a 12-hour drive from Seattle to San Francisco. So oh, only, that's all. You know, just Only 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> that's hey, a man, I got, CMP. I got like a week-long car rental from, from Enterprise, though, for like 180 bucks. Oh, wow. That's, that's cheap. Yeah. So, what, do you, what kind of car do you know? Toyota Corolla or similar. Oh, oh, what up, Mike Cohn? What up, Mike Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I would go for. Actually, I would go for the similar. I should argue, though. <laughs> you know, the new Camry looks very similar to the new Corolla, so that's what I'm expecting as a Camry. And Kyle Busch yeah. just won NASCAR in a Camry. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. See here, yeah, just continue, continue all the motorsport stuff. Like we were, we were talking before we started that uh, this month. I guess today's the last day of November. I've been to Bonneville. Pikes Peak, and now Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I don't think there's any more major motorsports meccas here no. in in the country that I can go to. I think those are like the main three that have been around the longest, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Indianapolis is uh, the longest running uh, official like yearly race in the, in the world. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think it's it either is. that or Pikes long- Peak. Well, Pikes I know Peak they, is the they second stopped. Oldest. I think both of them stopped during some of the wars. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Pikes Peak is second and Indy is first. Okay. Well, well Indy is also the biggest sporting event, you know, single sporting event in the world. Yeah. yeah. How many people attend that thing? It's like 100,000, right? No, it's like 350. Oh, yeah. like Maybe. I mean, like 200. Yeah. I thought what was the tour guy? The tour guide was talking about, like, they don't know the actual, like, full, full capacity. Yeah, because you have general admission, so they can't really track the, the GA. So they just kind of guess in a sense so they can they can seat 250,000 in the stands but they guesstimate there's about 100,000 in general admission that's so many people which out of that 100,000 about 95,000 of them are drunk <laughs> <laughs> my, my uncle used to go to that thing all the like every year and uh it, he said it just became kind of a hassle to deal with all the people and but it's yep. still it's such an awesome event if you're if you're young if you're old if you're into it i mean but the better seats i think uh they sell out pretty fast and they're pretty expensive yeah i think this is a kind of a segue from that that point too of it being exciting ones at uh, road america kenton coach i don't know if how to say his last name properly but he's in the mazda series and uh, yeah, mazda yeah. ladder and um he just won like the cooper lights you know prototype series whatever anyways he was there to coach and he was right around the corner from me and we started talking he's like oh if you're from indy that's gotta be cool you know you go the 500 i'm so jealous but i told him you know the thing is is like you go to indy and like to me it almost gets boring because it's the same thing they just fly by it's like you know barely even see them whatever um you know once you see a road course race to me that's more entertaining you know different perspective whatever 
But the cool thing about Indy is, you know, I've seen everything from MotoGP to Supercross to, you know, top fuel dragsters at night um, to flat yeah. track, you know, motorcycles. I mean, we've seen everything here, you know, Formula One, MotoGP. I mean, it's crazy all the amount of stuff you see because you're in Indy. The, uh, the SCCA runoffs are going to be yeah, there in 20, 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. Wanna, we want to start taking bets on what the top speed of, a, of an STL CRX is? Uh, well, it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I would. I, it depends. I think it, a lot of it depends on the configuration they run there. There's like ten different road course oval configurations. I think. Well, lately on that um, road course, when you get into the infield, like when F1 ran here, um, they had like a little infield section coming back towards um, the paddock there on the inside of oval turn four. Well, now like when uh, SVRA's here, they don't run that, and then also IndyCar doesn't run that. They yeah. kind of just have like a real quick, I mean, call it like a chicane. It's like more of like a little switchback real quick onto that back straight. So to me, that kind of takes some of the fun out of it. But, I mean, hey, you're at Indy. You know, I remember it at Daytona during uh, like during caution laps and stuff, they would run the whole oval. I wonder yeah, if yeah. there's going to be, if they're going to do the same thing at Indy. I bet uh, you they have the ability to do that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, I wonder if people are going to wreck just so other people can drive the full... The full circle. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anybody did on purpose. But. Yeah, but the only thing that's different, you got to think with the configuration of those two places. You know, when they re- when you run Daytona, they run at the same direction they run the oval. Right. Whereas yeah. at Indy, yeah. they run it's at backwards. the opposite direction. Yeah. Is what they run the oval. Oh, I so, didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. So with with Daytona, you know, basically they're just shortcutting the in- the infield, so you're basically just going from turn one to turn two, where they come out anyway. You know what yeah. I mean from the infield section. So at Indy, if that was the case, and you drive all the way from oval turn four all the way to oval turn one before yep. you got back. You yeah, know, I think so. we've played. I think that's the configuration I play on Forza. Yep, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a bunch of different uh, turn, and they've changed a lot of the infield in the last seventy yeah, years or fifty years or whatever. Well, the infield section hasn't even been there for that long. Um, yeah. They however long keep, it's, but there's been a bunch of configurations for well, MotoGP yeah, and F1 oh, and. Yeah. I just realized that that's oh, well, that's, awesome. that's, that's Indy. from Indy, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at my iPad right now, and there's a, a picture of a, a Porsche. I think this was from, like, Road and Track or something. And I just took yeah, a screenshot. Indy, yeah. yeah, and you can see the pagoda in the background. Yeah, that's cool. Tower. Yep. So, yeah, but they're, Brad, going, did, they're, going, they're going the wrong way. Yep. Brad, did yeah. you, were you at the MotoGP race there a couple years ago? No, the, oh, or did the they Moto- go there every year? No, I go. Uh, they, they had a couple years off. I think they were back this year. No, they okay. they they were here straight, but I don't think they're coming back. Oh, really? Yeah, they're done. But yeah, I know I went to the. Um, I had buddies whose parents were you know good with the uh, speedway. They did signs and stuff for them, and so I went the very first year. Took the took like four days off or whatever, and did you know Thursday through yeah. Sunday. And yeah. I mean, I did everything. You know, went downtown and watched a stunt show and saw all the bikes hanging out. And did the flat track stuff and okay. uh, the MotoGP thing. I, that year was like that was the first year they're here, and I mean it was rain and super windy i mean there was i remember seeing a plastic bag we were at the very top over there in uh the j stand and so i don't know how high necessary we up maybe 60 feet or so and uh, there was plastic bags flying higher than us and these dudes are just out there ripping were they really oh my gosh that's nuts (laughs) yeah and the rain just laying it down no pun intended (laughs) yeah i i don't follow MotoGP a whole lot uh but but i've seen some some footage of of some of the events there and it just looks nuts man yeah, I just like seeing them in the brake zones, you know, when they kind of turn in and that bike's all, a little squirrely. Yeah, all yalled yeah. out and they're just yeah. ripping. It's like, how does that work? Um, 
uh, change the topic. You guys, uh, we got an in, we got some st- we got a email about uh, towing. Um, and yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I just started my truck. I got to drive back to okay. the shop. It's a li- it's a little loud in here, but so it'll show up on my recording. But it ain't, it ain't that bad. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got the email pulled up right now. Yeah. What's um, uh, uh, what was supposed the email again? Uh, I f- um, I this, it's been about a week since I read it. This email is from Blake Chilson. And it says, Austin and Adam, when you guys get a chance, would you talk a little about towing to the track? I've been participating in NASA events in the Rocky Mountain region for the last year and driving my Miata back and forth to the track, recently having added a small trailer for tires and tools. I travel on average four to six hours each way to the track, and I have two high mountain passes to drive over each way. So I'm overdriving to the track and will be looking at towing for the upcoming season. I've also been camping at events, and I'm super tired of that as well. Uh, I'm looking for advice and help looking at trailers and vehicles for doing so. I'm thinking of a diesel van for the hills and could be set up with RV-type setup inside. I don't need to drive drive the van daily or anything. Uh, And a 16- to 18-foot bed open trailer with brakes. He says I'll be storing it during the winter at a storage place. Uh, thanks for your time. Love the podcast and what you guys talk about and the people you interview. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Blake from sounds, Steamboat Springs. Sounds, sounds like, like he nailed it. A pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my setup. Good. Besides the diesel. Yeah, Brad's got a V10. Uh, what's it? E350. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a sweet van too. I dig that van so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about like he said. There's something about an RV setup. My RV setup is uh, if I sleep in the van, I put a pad down. Yep. And uh, put some put some uh, comforters down, lay on top of those, and night night we are. Yeah, and the nice thing about a van is you can keep a lot of stuff in there all the time, and it's pretty and it's secure. locked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, when I, uh, I mean, I've towed with. I think we're we're all coming from like a we've towed a full size Ford kind of stuff, you know. Um, uh, right now, I'm actually driving my Cummins powered F three fifty back to the shop here. Uh, That's the bear hunter. I'm, yeah, yeah, the bear, bear. hunter. <laughs> Dog um, bear. The, the 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 main thing that I tow with uh, at least this year and last year is uh, we've got a '99 F250 with uh, it's got a big cap on the back, you know. Yeah, that's your dad's. Um, it has what, like almost 700,000 miles on it now. Yeah, it's got 600 something on it, and yeah. uh, I tow I tow my two car flatbed trailer that my brother and I built. Um, and uh, the nice thing about the it's got the big you know eight foot cap uh, and the bed on it, and it's he's got a nice he just put a brand new bed rug carpeted bed cover in there. And, uh, yeah, it's really nice to sleep in that thing. You try to get the truck at a good angle, and, uh, yeah, I dig that thing. That thing rules. But, now, but, uh, you, I, I think a, a van is the right answer. Um, I really think the right answer is a four-wheel drive van. Um, of course. You know, being that's out on that his way, wish list. Being out that way, there's a decent, <laughs> there's a decent amount of them. Yeah, there so, are. There actually are. Yeah, the, the quickly converted ones. I think U-Joint Off-Road does stuff, too. Um, yep. The big thing, though, that I've been kind of wondering, you know, I didn't really research. You know, I just went straight to an F-250 when I started towing. Um, what's insurance like on that thing? I know some people were talking about, like, the 15-passenger vans can be, or the cargo vans can be kind of iffy on insurance. Um, just because most of the time they're used for commercial vehicles and things like that. So have you noticed anything, Brad? No, our insurance didn't hardly go up at all when I put the van on it, to be okay. honest. Okay. I mean, it's not like I told them that I was towing anything or... I didn't really think that I had to do that because I went I went through that stuff before and I've asked and they say yeah. it's you know it's if the if the trailer has to have insurance and then it's due to the trailer's insurance if something happens to the car so I didn't really 
discuss what the van was necessarily doing, but the only thing with my van with it being a gas van, because I was telling Austin when we were heading downtown was, you know, with the gas van, that thing doesn't really get up and go necessarily like a diesel does or like Adam's truck, but, you know, once that thing gets rolling, it's rolling, you know, it's going to get the same gas mileage whether the car and the trailer is behind it or not, you know, there's no real difference. Yeah, think, you're think, not you're not pushing much extra air with it with your no. flatbed trailer either too. And I want to say with my with my van, I didn't calculate this year. I don't think, but when we towed to CMP and that was with the utility trailer, um, and me not knowing what the heck I was doing, but I want to say that trip, I got on average like sixteen. That's not bad. No, um, I had a last year. I had a seven point three. Um, as a shorter van, and I it was a diesel Ford E three fifty. And I I got towing my two car trailer. I think I got about I think I got about twelve thirteen, um, but that's a heavier rig. And that yeah. thing I don't know that, that thing had four hundred thousand miles on it, and it uh, now uh, had a had a check engine light, and I don't know what was going. Uh, <laughs> now long long wheelbase for the Ford for the Econoline, long wheelbase or short wheelbase. Uh, I've always been kind of I've liked the look of the long wheelbase, but yeah. Because yeah. or not long wheelbase, just the long box. The wheelbase is the same on both of them. Yeah, the um, Chevy's the Chevy vans are the only one that the, the wheelbase actually the wheelbase. gets longer. Yeah. yeah. So do you think the short the short cab is better for towing because you don't have the long overhang um, that you do on the on the long ones or what's what's your view on I think, that? I think with a small trailer it probably won't matter. Mine was yeah. a shorter box and okay. Brad's is a longer box. Yeah. But uh, um, Brad's got you know. <laughs> that's what she a, said. That's right, baby. <laughs> Short, fat, baby. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I don't think it would matter a whole lot, but if you're if you're towing a big long trailer, like like my trailer is like 26 feet long, and I, right. it it probably would walk the truck around a little bit more if things got out of hand. But yeah. uh, a lot of that I think really depends on your trailer too. So. Okay. The uh, yeah, we're obviously towing with big old vehicles. Another good option really is uh, some of the newer SUV stuff. Um, like the V6, you know, Nissan and Toyota stuff can really yeah. tow like five to eight thousand pounds pretty safely. Yeah, but, but you gotta you, you gotta remember too, he's out in Colorado where there's yeah, like and, and if he wants to camp to in climb. it, yeah. yeah, if he wants I mean, to the, camp in it, you know, it's uh, in, in the Midwest. A lot of room. In the Midwest, in places where it's flat, you know, I yep. if someone's looking for a daily driver, I would you know happily recommend a Tacoma or something. It's a lot easier to park. Um, yeah, they hold or their value really well. Yeah, or something like that. Um, yep. The big thing though, too. You have to ask yourself, A, how much you're going to be towing, and yeah. B, when you're going to be towing. So, you know, a lot of people say you don't need a, a big three-quarter ton truck and stuff like that, and you don't. Like, most half tons now are fine. But yeah, yeah. the big thing people overlook is the brakes, kind of like uh, like a certain uh, podcast host on their, on their race car. <laughs> I don't um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of times when you're driving to the track, it's usually going to be a Friday night after work. You're going to be tired. Yeah, and then yeah. when you're coming home, it's going to be Sunday night after a long weekend racing. The last thing you want to worry about is slowing that rig down. Mm. Yep. So if you're going to do, you know, if you're going to go with a smaller truck, just because the tow rating says it'll do it, um, it'll do it, but it's going to be kind of sketchy. Yeah. So especially like if you don't have to have a vehicle, if you're buying a vehicle just for towing, I think it opens up your options a lot more to get a, a vehicle that really excels at towing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I if agree. you're doing if you're doing dual duty with one car, that's when you you know for a while when I lived in Chicago, I was looking at selling the F250 and just getting a Tacoma because I love Tacomas, yeah. still love Tacomas. We actually went to look at them on Black Friday. Uh, my brother-in-law and I, our future brother-in-law and I, because he's thinking about getting one. Yeah, those so, are awesome trucks. The new ones are nice, man. 
But, yeah, so nice. you know, and the new ones will tow like 6,800 pounds or something. Yep. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to be coming down a mountain pass, uh, you know, four hours away from home, uh, towing, you know, even if it's just a Miata. Think about it. 2,200-pound Miata plus maybe an 1,800-pound open trailer. I mean, yeah. that's still a decent amount of weight pushing you down mm. the mountain. So. Yeah, if, if I were this dude, I would probably be looking at some of the V10 or uh, 7.3 older diesel vans, the Ford stuff. You know, uh, I've, been, I've been looking for some of the 7.3 vans, and they're just they're getting so rare now. You see tons of 6-liters yeah. out now. But that's, the 7.3 is just really tough to find. That's the problem with that stuff, yeah. But the V10s, so, uh, some of the newer V10s, like Brad's, I mean, that's an easy motor to work on, realistically. Like, the only thing they do is sometimes they spit spark plugs out of the heads. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> that seems that's to be not a that hard of a Ford fix. problem, though. Yeah. yeah, it's not that hard of a fix, but that's a durable motor. What, do you just durable do hel- helicoil motor. it? You just helicoil it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so... Uh, the uh and and the vans are so much cheaper than like a, a comparable pickup truck. If you yeah. get if you compare it to like an F three fifty, you're gonna you're gonna pay like half for a van. It seems. Yeah, so. and what's nice too, like their Chevy makes their Duramax too. Yeah, that yep. you know you can get a six six Duramax in one of their vans, and the GMC. I think it's the GMC Savannah. Yeah, um, you can even if you, you are the... if you are looking at vans, even the gassers though, try and look at the twenty five hundred or the thirty five hundred yeah. or the Econoline, um, you know, E three fifty or E two fifty. Um, just yeah, because of upgraded brakes and, and a bunch of stuff. Chevy made the uh, they they put big blocks in some vans too. Um, yeah, and I not think too, not too many. But. I've been looking recently, and I think you can get some of the Chevy vans stock four wheel drive, two or all wheel drive. Hmm. Yeah, so um, I don't our, I don't know if you can get the the twenty five hundred and thirty five hundred, but I know the fifteen hundreds you can. Yeah, our buddy Mike Taylor, he used to have a Quigley big block van. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, it was a, I think it was Quigley four x four conversion, and maybe, I think they did the four x four conversion, okay. but it was a big block. I know that. Oh, you know the other option too is maybe like a suburban or an excursion. You can still sleep in those. Yeah. they're not as durable inside to where you can like just throw crap in them. Yeah, but like, yeah. can't you get you can get a twenty five hundred suburban with yeah. like the eight point one liter? I think yeah. what's what's where I don't know. I know Ryan Kristoff tows with a suburban, but. Yeah, he's got a four. Thing. He's got a four fifty four. It's an older one. It's got an old four fifty four yeah. big block in it. And I know that thing struggles on some gas mileage. Yeah, it's bad like, mileage. I think it gets like six miles a gallon. I think Cody Mason might pull with the newer suburban, but I've never really talked. I don't to him know about if it's towing. like new, new. Yeah, it's not new, new, no. but it's not. It's not as old as Ryan Chris. I think it's the same one like what Jason Kohler used to have that finally yeah. just sold last week oh, out really? of the front of my house. It's gone. Did it really? It's gone. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Chris. Finally. <laughs> His his suburban could have been in Days of Thunder, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to say his is like a '93, like a square body style, maybe '92. Okay. But yeah, I know it's a. I, I'm 99 percent sure it's a big block 454. I rode in it one time, and uh, uh, it it's it's just a giant old vehicle. That's that's all it yeah. is. I rode in that right. thing to Big Boy there in South Haven. You know what's mm, terrible about South Haven? Big Boy. A, <laughs> you know what's you know what's awesome about South Haven? Let's hear it. Big Boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you got Adam's. The, Adam's actually going to owe me a, a big boy dinner. Um, I don't think I'm going to owe you anything because I'm going to win this. When we prove this transponder, oh god, here we go. We can't talk thing. about this. Yeah. We won't <laughs> have that. I'm going to get all hot and bothered and angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sorry, the, the three uh, the three of us are together. We have yeah. to discuss it. The bad thing oh, is man. I forgot all about it. And <laughs> I'm Austin just still kidding. remembered. <laughs> How many? How many? Uh, we probably have a hundred text messages back and forth about transponders and uh, and and. Yeah, I think I have like I have scribbled drawings and stuff <laughs> that like I made on a notepad and took pictures and sent it to you. I, I, and I still them don't Jason see. Kohler. 
Man, I don't see it being any appreciable difference whether it's on the front or the back of a car. It's just not gonna. <laughs> well, one thing I did notice was I was talking to uh, um, Jeremy Lucas via Facebook because he's kind of my AIM consultant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he was showing me how to move your start finish points. Um, oh yeah, that was at Mid Ohio, right? Uh, was it at Mid Ohio that you're having issues? No, well, I don't, no, I, I, I had issues at Mid Ohio. Oh, mine okay. was about okay. mine. My aim was like a a quarter second off of the 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 transponder. So okay. the only thing that would go along with that, in a sense, but unfortunately, this would make you right, not us. Is like <laughs> if you would, if you would move the cursor, you know, to a certain point on the straightaway, it would change, but not by much. I mean, it was like a tenth of a second or so, but it would change it some. But this is a gingerman, and this wasn't, you know, this wasn't feet, which a car would be. This was like going from like where the flag stand is before turn one to start finish where it actually is like on the straightaway. It would make it you know variable by a tenth or two. So, not saying Austin's I, right, but there is a little, for whatever reason that's. But to me, the start I think fin- that, your fin- yeah, your I think finish position would be, still be the same. I think it's something GPS related, but I I couldn't tell you for sure. I, no, I'd bro, it's just physics. Jeremy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I'm wrong. Then, then we get to go enjoy on my on my dime. We get to enjoy the sweet big boy delight of some uh, nice big boy. Why would you pick big boy? Why would because, you go to like Black River Tavern or somewhere that's got decent food? Because over at Black River Tavern, there's a husband and a wife and a five year old daughter screaming, um, just like uh, you and uh, Brandy and Balin a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I do like Black River Tavern. That's a good restaurant over there. I like Clementine's. That's uh, where we went with Matt Farah, and he seemed to like o- it. The only problem with Clementine's is there's always a 45-minute yeah. wait. That's the only problem. Hey, but like, I got I got a round of free drinks off of Matt because of that wait, so it was perfect. What? I'm not complaining. That's true. Yeah, that's true. If you're, if you're not there with your grandma and you can go g- take advantage of the bar, Clementine's is a pretty good place. Yeah. Yeah, for the wait, I didn't think it, it's worth it. I'd rather go somewhere else where I can get right in and sit down. Like Taco yeah. Bell. No, not there. <laughs> Dairy <laughs> Queen, maybe. <laughs> Living off a of blizzard. There's a little place across the street from Clementine's and down towards the track about a thousand feet. That's called Sandwiches and More, I think. And that place oh, yeah, has yeah. Got some, this place has got some good meats too. Actually, I feel like yeah. I I did like a CGI day and they had that place cater it. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, that place is good. I dig it's that good. place. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a, a nothing kind of restaurant, but they got good food. Yeah. When we go with man, when, we are we are getting really inside with uh, the ginger <laughs> knowledge here. That's fine. It's, so it's, people. It, what this is, this is a segue for people when they come to Grid Life. Oh, phone's exactly. ringing. Phone's ringing. When they come to Grid Life, that's gonna tell. That's gonna. We're gonna let them know where to eat. That's what we're doing. Because like Travis George, he likes that uh, brick oven pizza place. That's the street. Yeah. Would that be south of where uh, Black River Tavern is? Yeah, that place is good. So what's next on the list? Uh, Man, got, is that is that a phone in your background? So yeah. so are we are we in agreement that a van? Is the best? Yeah, he's he's already nailed it. The best tow vehicle. Yeah, I that mean, dude knows what he's diesel, doing. A diesel yeah. might be good for where he's at. I mean, where we're at. I mean, my gas motor's fine, but I mean, what about what about the six liter? So a six liter Econoline van. What's the, six, what's the verdict on but, that? But don't those six well, liters know, have a lot of issues? Well, the six liters, um, they're getting up there in the age now. I took a six liter out of the truck that I'm sitting in right now, actually, and put the put the five nine Cummins in, but. Um, 
there's a lot of six liters out there that have been they call it bulletproofed, and it's like ARP head studs and yeah. AGR AGR cooler delete, um, like the proper turbo drain and back better setup. oil cooler and yeah, yeah a bunch yeah. bunch of stuff like to get it done. There's a place in in Atlanta that'll do it or north of Atlanta that'll do it like seventy five hundred bucks, and you can get yeah, the thing I, bulletproofed. It's pretty if, expensive, if, but those motors like my buddy Matt has one, and he bought it. We've had to do a bunch of work to it. But it runs great. When it's running, it runs great. Like it's a it's a high performance diesel motor. It's four cylinders per you know or four yeah, four cylinders per valve. No, four valves per cylinder. Like <laughs> yeah. smaller yeah. cylinders. I think they rev to like five grand. Yeah, this, they have my a variable right vane now, turbo. My you know, tech goes just, to five, and I've yeah. taken my I took mine to five. So. Yeah, you're a rebel. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the yeah the main problem is like they, that they just, oil like, cooler. E- that EGT the, cooler and the oil the cooler EGR get clogged cooler, yeah. up. Yeah, the EGR cooler from gets clogged up from coolant because people don't flush their coolant. Yep. And then it and cracks. And it's a bad design. It's a bad yeah. design, yeah. It'll crack and then dump all the coolant into the exhaust and it'll burn white. And it looks like it's, you know, it looks like you blew a head gasket. It looks, like, Hon- it looks like Honda meets a beginner group from yeah, 2010. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The... Uh... The the problem is then then the thing will overheat and that's when you blow head. Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's when the heads warp and you got to yeah. get the heads decked and like yeah. they make a bunch of different yeah. So if you just keep the coolant flush in that thing, if people would maintain it like you have to maintain a Volkswagen TDI, everybody would be fine. Well, well, if they if they do the EGR delete, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other, I had two other problems with mine. I, I blew an EGR cooler under warranty, so Ooh, and then fix that. The fuel injection um, control module too. Yep, I had one of those die. Yeah, Ford, fi- Ford fixed that. Um, and then the final thing, well, I, and I had head gaskets go because of the EGR cooler splitting and stuff. Um, and uh, and then the final thing that like broke my my back on it was the the high pressure oil pump has like a fitting on the back of it, and that thing exploded, and it actually <laughs> yeah. it, it, it like breaks the back of the block. Um, and it's it's fixable. It's not a structural item. You can just epoxy it up and change the fitting and stuff. But uh, so my buddy Matt, my buddy Matt that has the 6.0, he had that happen to him like 40 miles north of Las Vegas in the middle of winter. Mm, nice. And he had a, a warrant out on him for unpaid parking tickets in Phoenix. <laughs> so he's there working on the truck on the side of the road, uh, like in Nevada at like four in the morning and a cop pulls up and oh, he didn't man. know any of this, like that he like had a warrant out for his arrest for unpaid tickets. Um yeah. So he's there working on it, and the cop runs his, runs Jeez, all of his, you know, Christmas. runs all of his uh, info and stuff, and ends up taking him to jail. And they impound the car, they impound the truck and stuff. But turns out he had actually paid the tickets, uh, yeah. and it just hadn't been updated in the system. Oh my god! So gosh, he ended night. up, well, he ended up getting a free tow back to Vegas for free and a free meal. So he's like, oh, it's really not that bad. Well, well I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> what well, so, happens in Vegas yeah. stays in Vegas. This is also my same friend that. Oh yeah, we're talking about towing. So. I love my buddy Matt. I don't think he listens to the show, um, but he has an E30 that he towed back from uh, from Scottsdale because he went to ASU. He moved back to Atlanta, was towing, and the front valance on the BMW chewed through one of the straps on the you know holding the BMW down, and he lost that sucker on the interstate. Wow! Like the, the car, car the yeah, the car came off on the interstate. Oh, and he didn't no. well he didn't notice so what happened he had an open trailer and all of his stuff from his house his furniture and everything was like strapped on the front of it like all nice like he had built like a little thing 
yeah. it was there, and you couldn't oh, see the car. Man. Oh my god! And it's a, a single rear wheel F three fifty like double cab long bed, like a big freaking truck. But yeah. I think you'd feel and it come he, off. Like luckily, he pulled over like six miles after that, and he needed to get gas. And he was turning, and he was like, "Oh crap! Where's the car? Holy Are you kidding me?" Moly. And he went back like on the interstate, and it had come to a rest like on in the emergency breakdown lane, just like right out of traffic. So oh, like he got really lucky. Word. It dented the oil pan. And broke the front balance off the car, and that's it. Wow. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so he put a new oil pan on it wow. and a new front balance, and he still drives it around to this day. Man, can wow. you imagine being the guy that was behind him? Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then you see him driving, and you're like, what a moron. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, but speaking of that, I mean, didn't who, who lost a CRX? Yeah, yep. yeah somebody uh, lost our, a CRX. Our, our, one of our buddies, our, and he listens to the show. Hey, Dan. Uh, um, What's up, Daniel? Uh, Probably yeah, smoking Dan, a cigar right now. Yeah, totally. Dan DeVries. He uh, he was towing Chris, the owner of Gridlife. He was towing Chris's CRX back from like Honda Meet. I don't know, like twelve or eleven. Uh, so this is like three or four years ago, and uh, we got off to go to Redimax in New Buffalo, uh, Michigan, which is a really good restaurant. Another another restaurant there. But uh, the uh, we got off the highway, and it's like a long right-hander off ramp, um, and what, he had only put, I think he put two straps in the back because you you always think, you know, we're going to break a strap. It'll be in when the car is wanting to roll forward under braking, right? And I'll just hit the gas and I barely accelerate because I'm towing a car. And, uh, yeah, he had lost the front strap. He only had one on the front. He had two on the back. Um, and uh, he accelerated away from the stoplight at the mm-hmm. bottom of the off-ramp and off came the CRX. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and luckily he had a dovetail trailer and so the car like rolled back and then like bottomed out on the dovetail and uh and he he carefully turned into a lot like dragging the back wheels which had the you know the e-brake was locked but it's an old ef crx e-brake and uh yeah that was that was what happened so (laughs) so i i i'm kind of embarrassed to say it but i had a little incident um last spring okay um not an incident like everything was fine but you know i had my f-250 and yep. my enclosed trailer. And, you know, the F-250 trans on the 7.3, the automatic is kind of the weak point in the car, right? Or in the truck. Yeah. You know, they're known to go out. So I was towing home and, like, I get on the brakes and all of a sudden the, the like, truck, like, bucks forward. And I get on the gas and, like, it's fine. And then all of a sudden it, like, bucks back. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is that? I'm like, oh, no. Are you... Like, oh, the trans is going out. You got to be kidding me. So, like, I know was it was right. On. It was right <laughs> around the corner. It was right around the corner from uh, from the hangar where I keep all my stuff. So I went and put like put the car in and everything, and or you know, back the trailer in with the car in it. Didn't even look at it. Was just super bummed because like I was like, man, I don't have money to fix this truck. Yada yada yada, whatever. <laughs> so I drive home. Truck's running fine. I'm like, huh, that's weird. So <laughs> I go back out to the hangar the next day to unpack the truck. And I had a tow hook on the front of the truck or on the front of the car that was billet. And yeah. apparently at some point it snapped like right around the corner from the hangar. And so yeah. the car was literally rolling around. Yeah. You know, it was when I hit the brakes, it would roll forward and the back strap would catch it and it would jolt forward. And then when yeah. I got on the gas, 
you know, or just the back door of the trailer would just catch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I got another similar story to that. The uh, uh, back in the day, there was a guy uh, that ran improved touring B or C with our buddy Tom, uh, our buddy Tom, and then Lee Grimes, uh, Coney Lee. You know. Um, and this guy's name was Honda Ron, and I guess he played with CRXs, and he had a 24-foot enclosed trailer, and CRXs are 12 feet long. And uh, so two of them fit, but just barely, you know. And so this guy would just pull the first car in, throw it in first gear, pull the e-brake, pull the second <laughs> car in, and until the first car moved a little bit, throw oh it in first God. gear, pull the e-brake, and then like, he'd have to he'd have to lean he'd have to like lean on the door. <laughs> you don't even have to tie it. him down. <laughs> yeah, and that was how Honda Ron did things. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is awesome. Oh, yeah, supposedly man. that's how he did it. So oh, I, and I, this- I, I actually met that guy. He's a cool dude. <laughs> Speaking of towing, what's the verdict on towing in gear, out of gear? I've always towed out of gear. What do you mean um, in gear? Oh, oh like the, the car. car when it's parked. Yeah. No, oh, I always keep it. I always keep it in neutral. Yeah, I always, um, I always tow with it in neutral. Um, I, I don't think it really hurts anything because if you think of the forces that's going on in the trans, like when you're on track. Yeah, um, I, I don't but, think it's like I don't, I don't do it for that. I do it for the little bit of wear that the pistons would put on the wall, like going back and forth. Yeah. So that's why well, I've always towed a, a neutral. Um, I, I've always, I mean, for, for I've been towing since 2000. So, yeah, I, I've never had a problem. I've always left it in gear just as a That's why your car's so slow, man. It's down on power. Well, yeah. I think it's got something to do with, <laughs> with other things. <laughs> um, I've always left it in gear. But as long as the car's not rolling, the pistons aren't going up and down. Yeah. I mean, I keep it in um, gear until I get it ratcheted down where there's all four straps. Yeah, it's not, it's not like I like, pull it up yeah. and just, like, Leave it in neutral. So I just yeah, uh, yeah. it's in, it's in gear until I mean, yeah. I'll probably I probably forgot, but yeah, yeah normally hey, you, as long as I think I always put it back in neutral. You got so, me thinking now. That's uh, yeah. there, there is there is potentially like a little bit of back and forth if the yeah. straps come come loose. Where but I you know well even even if the, the straps are tight, like it's gonna rock forward and back just enough. So Maybe. I don't think it's I don't think it's anything major. I'm sure like people have done it in gear for years and it hasn't yeah. created any sort of issue but just one more thing to think about yeah it's it's never seemingly been an issue for me but uh, now you got me thinking maybe I'll, so and the other thing too that. that i i figured we could talk about today was like where you like to strap the car down from i used to strap it down by the wheels you know go through the wheels but over time i kind of thought that my alignment might be shifting a little bit if i do it that way so yeah i, I, I don't, don't take do it around that. any suspension components or anything now usually i'll like grab the front and rear bumper maybe or yeah. uh later on i got some hooks like transportation hooks that fit like up under the s2000 there's like plastic covers you yeah. can pull them out they're like j hooks you yep. know that like fit in there that's what i i started using near the end uh one time i transported my car with straps going through the front wheels and my alignment was off about a quarter of an inch so stuff got bent or moved you know just because the you know it, it, i had to realign the car at the track just because right. i you know i had straps going at angles and there's a lot of force on the car when it's bouncing back and forth a little bit yeah but, but he um, but he yeah. he actually strapped my wheel my uh, car when we put on his double uh trailer he strapped mine down by the wheels were you racing him yeah. though yeah, Are we were going the same place. Weekend? I was yeah. still faster than him. <laughs> but uh, he uh, – no, I, I do mine by the front. Um, I do them by the factory spots. Yep. And then in the back, there's uh, on the 92-95 Civics, and I'm sure the Integras and other Civics like that, but kind of right there by the where the trailing arm front mount is, there's two holes that are the transportation hooks, and I mount it there. So 
You ever Mine's find any simple. when you're down there hooking it up? You ever find any like Justin Bieber stickers? Uh, no, I think I've taken all those off except okay. for the one on the inside of the car. I think most of those, pretty much all of those, were from me. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they actually on the front air dam. I don't think I, I've ever owned up to it like to your face. Uh, I don't know if you have or not, but I knew who it was because I think I called Jordan Bryant out on it. <laughs> and he's like, he's like "It wasn't hey, me." I was like, hey, you dickhead! <laughs> and he's like, well, "It wasn't me. It was Austin." So for for those of you listening, for the longest time. Uh, when we'd be at the track all weekend, I'd see these guys like a couple times a month. And one night, like I got a couple drinks in me and somebody took me to Walmart and I found some Justin Bieber stickers and I was like, Oh, it'd be hilarious to put these all over somebody's car. And so like, yeah, we just put them like, but you hide them. You can't just like put them out blatantly. So like you put them like on the roof, like when you're sitting in the car, like above you, cause no one ever looks there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the best spot on, on, uh, an EG though is on the tailgate. When it drops oh. down, yeah, that's that's. I think that's the longest running one that you had on your car. No, I saw the one on the roof. But oh, the, really? The, well, where you put it, that I would have ever saw, but luckily at the time, by I the think Bailey was like light, maybe right? like two. Yeah, was right by the license plate light, and she, I don't know if she's walking around the car or what, but she's like, "What's this sticker back here?" <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah, you know, hell? since the EG it has a tailgate where it flips down, like a normal size human will never yeah, see no, that. Never, never. So yeah. <laughs> but like nobody got me for the longest time and then I took the car to the track the last time and like I woke up the next morning and there are stickers everywhere. So David who like David Yanks bought the car, uh it's in Birmingham now. Uh I'm sorry, you're gonna, probably going to be finding stickers for years and years. It's just <laughs> just karma. Yeah. <laughs> but I think too what we should talk about too since the whole towing thing came up cuz Austin and I kind of talked about when we were driving downtown. Because obviously Adam's like the guru of towing out of the three of us, and I'm like the rookie. Um, but for him, if he's never towed before, Adam, you should probably give him some tips on how to not be silly and watch how the to, car, etc. How to set a brake controller up. Yeah. The, What's uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> YOLO. You don't have a brake controller, Brad? No, bro. What Do you, do you have brakes in your trailer? Yeah, but they're not hooked up. That's all van, baby. We're in the... I, just, I just dropped my recorder. <laughs> I think it's still going. Hey, these things are tough. Yeah, they're super <laughs> tough, man. <laughs> the, <laughs> he just cussed, uh, too. Sarah, yeah, Sarah's yelling at him from inside the house. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, I, I've probably got uh, close to 300,000 miles pulling trailers for work and stuff. And I, th- I think the main thing that you want to do is you got to make sure all your equipment's in good shape and that your brake controller is working and on the vehicle at all, Brad. And, <laughs> hey, uh, I've got one. It's just not uh, hooked up. Yeah, you might you might want to. They actually sell a brake controller for uh, E350s that plugs right into the factory thing. Yeah, uh, you can get like I, I, had, an, I, I had a jumper adapter. harness on my F250. Yep, that's yeah, there's I a jumper harness that like is under the dash, and it's like a two minute job to plug yeah, it. I had a I had a so. Prodigy P3, pretty much like. At least at the time, it was the best, like, the Tekonisha Prodigy P3. Yeah, that was. Uh, that, I think that was the one I put on my E350 when I bought it. Last yeah, it's like year, 130 yeah. bucks, like pretty, pretty inexpensive. Yeah. You know, all yeah. things considered, when it's going to save your your rear end. Yeah, it's yeah. probably about the Liter- same. Literally. <laughs> the uh, yeah, brake controller is a big deal. I, I would probably make sure you get a halfway decent one. My dad's F F250, the 99 with a bajillion miles. His brake controller is getting stupid on him. Um, so I didn't, uh, I didn't tow with it last time I took the car anywhere because I just all of a sudden didn't have trailer brakes and when I get two cars behind me, that sucks. So, well, yeah. what's worse, like yeah. I had a, a brake controller blow up on me once and like it was either all power or no power. 
And oh, so yeah, like yeah, flat spotted yeah. a couple tires on the trailer. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> but yeah, that was yeah. from from drifting the truck in the snow a little too much. You know, I think we had like three people on the bench seat. You know, I was driving and then we had two people. And I think someone's <laughs> knee like flew up and hit it. And so the next time I tried to, you know, which is another reason you need a four wheel drive vehicle as a tow rig. Because if you live in any snowy climate, that's the best toy there is in the yeah. winter. <laughs> they are a good toy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I especially mean, if long, got, long wheelbase, you can go and slide it everywhere. It's wonderful. If he's in, yeah, if he's in uh, Colorado and he's going, and, he, and there might be a lot of you know potential to be towing in the snow. Four wheel drive is a good idea. And I'm, I don't know. I've always been of the opinion that four wheel drive for a tow rig is just a good idea. Like if you're shopping from scratch, it might make sense. The fuel savings of a two wheel drive. Might be worth it, but a four-wheel drive, like, the first time you're at mid-Ohio and you're parked out in the grass and it freaking rains and you yeah. get stuck while you're trying to leave Sunday night before you go home, you yep. know, you're going to wish you had four-wheel Speaking drive. That, have you seen that video online of uh, the Evo pull out that Dodge at Gingerman? No. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's got a lot of hits. Oh, was that from Grid Life? I don't know. No, what it was somebody from. else's event, yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was, like... I don't know. I thought people were doing like rally stuff at Grid Life this year that people the, weren't too happy about. I don't know if there's, an, uh, there, if there's any towing going on at Grid Life. There's more camel towing <laughs> and a lot more plowing going on in those tents in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that place is nuts. At, uh, I, don't know, I, two, would, I wouldn't venture back there. Yeah. At, at 2 a.m., I towed a lot of vehicles out of the mud at Grid Life, and four-wheel drive rules in the mud, man. Yeah. Oh, it was. I don't have four-wheel drive on anything, and there's there's been about a half a dozen times I wanted it, and. Most of the time you don't think about it, but when, when you don't have it and you want it, it's, uh, it's kind of a bad few minutes until you can find a buddy with a big strap and uh, you know, yank you out of wherever you're the at. The four-wheel drive, like diesel trucks and, and just trucks in general, seem to hold their value a little bit better. A little bit, yeah. You, you especially mean, especially bit here in the initial, Midwest or out in Colorado and stuff like that. So Yeah, it'll be more an, a little bit more of an initial investment. And if he's looking for a van, it's going to be a little bit harder. But uh, um, It's definitely the, worth uh, it, though. It'll hold, if you have a four-wheel drive van, we actually... We saw one on the way over here, and I was drooling. It was a sportsmobile. It was gray, oh, short wheelbase. So bad. Yeah, if you guys don't know what a sportsmobile is, it's like a RV built-out van. Essentially, what Blake was talking about exactly that he wants, um, but they're like ninety thousand dollars base new. Brand new. So, yeah. but I don't know. I've been trying to figure out a way to get one. It's an RV, so you can finance it for like one hundred and twenty months, one hundred eighty <laughs> months. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, you know, just uh, just get twenty year financing on the thing. Yeah, you can live in it, and then like I don't know, I've seen a couple that are dualies, so yeah. you could do that, yeah. and then tow like a two car trailer. It's like you have your house and a two car garage. Yeah, they are they're pretty cool. The, it's perfect. The well, then sportsmobiles they got the pop up roof and everything, and yeah. Um, I I actually was just reading a build thread on Grassroots Motorsports forum um, of a guy that bought an old handicap van, and it's got uh, it's got like you know the the two foot raised Ooh. roof or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that thing's got like roll cage tubing up in the roof for strength. Yeah. And he's like, ha- he's building shelves off it, hanging yeah. stuff off it. And he can stand, he's like six foot tall and can stand up in the thing. Oh, that's the other um, thing that's good too, is like, um, like church buses, like built yeah. off of like, you know, with the, the bus regular opening door. Um, yeah. those can make good rigs that you can live in. Uh, yeah, there, and also am- ambulances, ambulances. Ambulances uh, th- are heavy, but they're really well built. But yeah. they're also it'll be a little bit tougher to to build out like RV style stuff. But yeah. some of that, well, so yeah, some of the big commercial there. stuff <laughs> yeah, is so cheap. <laughs> there could have been dead the, people back there. So the I'm biggest thing though is like pay attention to the motor that you're buying because yeah. a lot of these chassis yeah. came with a couple different motors. Um, get one that's reliable. 
So, like yeah. we were talking about in the forward lineup, probably the 7-3 or the 6-8. But they're eight. getting older. Yeah, 7-3 is getting older. Yeah, the 6-8 V10, yep. um, which is going to get the same mileage towing or not towing. Yeah. <laughs> Idling, full throttle, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of the stuff, like most of the Chevy motors, I think are pretty solid that they've offered. 5-3, yeah. 5-7, 6-0. Yeah, any uh, of the LS-based stuff is pretty yeah. good. Um, if you get a 7.3, carry a spare crank position sensor and a spare yeah. alternator with you. Those are pretty much the only two main things. Yeah. Um, the early, the 7.3 vans aren't intercooled the way that the, uh, 7.3, like, super duties are. Yeah, my um, van, my van was not intercooled, but it was yeah. surprisingly easy to work on, actually. Yeah. Like, you, you pull the doghouse cover, like, next, you know, the console cover off. And uh, that makes it easier to work on a lot of stuff than in, than the seven three in a pickup truck, actually. Especially in the so. winter in Chicago, if you're out in the driveway, you can close the doors and get away from the yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah, it's re- it's really not that terrible. And and the gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. You and the rioting. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the rioting. You know that might get through the the eighth inch tempered glass windows. You know. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess since we're talking about towing, you know, he was asking about a trailer too. I know he's going to go with an open trailer. Um, <laughs> The biggest thing, though, for like, for trailers is axles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, make sure like enclosed trailers. If you're gonna go with an enclosed trailer, I try and get at least like, if it's a double axle, I try and get the 5,200 pound axles if I can, instead yeah, of the 3,500s. Just the upgraded axles gives you a lot more, a lot more leeway. Yeah, I've got Dexter axles on most of my trailers, uh-huh. and uh, they're they've been pretty. They're easy to get parts for. You have like, like seventy five hundred pound axles though on that on that two car trailer though, right? Yeah, my two car trailers got. Uh, they're they're not Torflex. They're they're yeah, I think they're seventy five hundred pound uh, just regular spring axles. It's a super okay. simple axle. Okay. Um, but uh, Torflex is is kind of nice from like a maintenance perspective. There's basically it's the the axle is kind of just a torsion bar and it's solid mounted, and there's like no wear items on them. Right. Um, they can ride a little bit rougher sometimes. I've got Torflex on my work trailer, which yeah. is like a 25 foot box trailer, and it bounces like a son <laughs> of a bitch. But so Brad and I were talking on the way to Indianapolis. Like, I feel like I've kind of made this full circle. Like, you know, I drove the car to the track, and then I had a truck and trailer. And then, but even when I had the truck and trailer, I would drive the FRS to the track. Yep, and it was yep. so nice and relaxing to drive the car to the track versus like having to worry about like hooking the truck and trailer up and loading the car yeah. and then loading the truck. It's nice sometimes just to throw your crap, you know, in, in the car and then just go to the track. Normally yeah. when I did that, I didn't bring a bunch of stuff like, because I knew everybody else at the track would have it. So I didn't bring like a jack. <laughs> I wouldn't bring all my tools. I'd bring the brake pads that I needed. Just, you know, we were going like every weekend at that point, so I knew who was yeah. going to be there. I knew who usually brought what. So yeah, it's like the yeah, thing it, with me is, is you know now, you know you pull a certain amount of stuff that's you know for me out of the van that you leave out like the jack, jack stands, blah blah blah. And you know if I put an easy up up, you know like sometimes like you know depending on what time your race group runs, some of your track buddies are already gone, so you're taking down the canopy by yourself. You're doing you know you're doing a lot of stuff by yourself. So when you pull, you know you got to load the car, all that stuff. So I mean it's not. Okay, well, if I'm done on track, it's time to go. You know, it's, ah, uh, crap, I'm done racing. Now i got to go ahead and load everything up. So it's like that extra burden, whereas, you know, when you first started this, you know, it was like you might have had a set of extra set of wheels or something. You put those on and throw the rest yeah. of the stuff in the car and you're gone. Which that's where, yeah. like, having an enclosed trailer is nice because for the most part, or even, like, if you were to build your van out, you know, where yeah. everything, you didn't have to unload it all the time, it's nice just to be able to just move the car in and out. And you don't have to like unpack the van to get all your stuff or to sleep in it. Like 
You know, if you have an enclosed trailer, it's nice because you just literally you pull the car in and out, your stuff stays there, uh, and then you can sleep in it. So, but yeah, it, it it's kind of like uh, once you get too crazy into this hobby, it ends up being like a part time job, you know? Yeah. Um, so which is what but, I started, which is what I started hating, and then you have to worry about like the upkeep on the truck and the trailer. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, like Bill Luxon out of Chicago told me that he had a friend that had a you know decided to do something great. It was uh, he bought an open trailer. And he essentially talked to like Enterprise and, you know, got them to okay him towing the trailer X amount of times per year and would pay like one bulk price. And he got X amount of rental days for a truck to be able to tow the trailer. So he bought $1,800 trailer, would just go rent a truck, um, yeah. wow. which is another another option that might work well for yeah. some people. So just yeah, a, just I've heard of people thought. doing that. There, yeah. There's uh, there's commercial places you can get like F250s too, like Penske. Uh, if yeah. you get a yeah. if you get a commercial account, you can rent like a big truck too. So like so. I, I'm hesitant. Like some people, I recommend like you know, hey, go get more seat time. Don't worry about the truck and trailer. And other people, it's like, yeah, maybe they do need a truck and trailer. So I take it on a case by case basis. Yeah, you know, it, like it can I, be could, pretty I could nice, go either way. You know? I mean, for well, for the one, you know, if you track for two years and you break once in those two years. And you have the truck and trailer, it's kind of nice. But otherwise, like the money that you spent on the truck and trailer, you could have spent on a tow and a AAA thing, yeah. and you're way ahead. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. don't know. It's uh, but it is kind of nice after a long weekend of getting in a nice, comfy vehicle. What well, is and, too, like, and cruising home as opposed to being in the car? You know, it depends too. Like we you said with case by case. You know, if that guy's in a Miata and say he's running time trials, you know, and he's running Hoosiers. You know, like I think Aaron Lichty did that back in the day, coming to Putnam. He drove his Miata. Yeah, I think he drove Hoosiers. it. He drove it to Autobahn too on Hoosiers. Yeah. So I mean, some people will do that, but you know, some sometimes those cases don't work. You know, that, that would've yeah. been fun in the rain. Yeah. To be cruising back, I did that one time. I drove to Mid Ohio on some used up NTO ones. I mean, that's just some started, that's some Devon life right there. Yeah, and it started raining on the way back. <laughs> and, oh man, it was scary. Devin mentioned. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since we've had a Devin mention. Yeah. So. Well, if we had a, if we had a, a what was that? A, Race, racer, dinner with racers. Yeah, dinner that, with racers. We he, could have, he would have been on Adam's topic there. Yeah. Which, yeah, for for those of you listening, um, there's a new podcast out that Ryan Eversley did that's pretty good. Well, I listened to one uh, with Andy Lally. Uh, it's called Dinner yeah, with Racers. Yeah. So, and it's pretty good. Uh, essentially, they went to 20 different states and recorded 27, um, 27 episodes, 8,000 miles. And got sponsored by Continental and Acura, which is all well and fine, uh, but we're doing the same thing on our own dime, so it makes me feel kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so, not pro racers. Yeah, that's true. We're not. We're not pro anything. That's oh, why actually, our, Bra- Brad our races thing... with NASA, so he's a NASA pro yeah, racer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, I think Christians went out for portions. I don't even think that's even on. I don't think it says NASA pro racing. Hold on. Whoops. So yeah, so I think our new thing that we need to start is uh, like we we're talking about before the show. Is uh, microwave dinners with amateur racers? Yeah, uh, and we'll just sit around, talk on Skype and on the phone, and record it, and eat like uh, you know terrible food. Yeah. So yeah, or, oh, or five say... dollar hot and readies, five dollar hot and ready pizzas Wait, from. Where's your uh, comp license? From... <laughs> oh yeah, this this doesn't say NASA Pro Racing anymore. It just says NASA National Autosport Association 2015 comp license. Take that, Christian okay. Ship, you dick. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I hate to cut it off, but we gotta start headed to the airport so I can catch my flight. Lorena Bob, I gotta go back to work off. and make some cash to pay so, for uh, life. So, but 
Well, anyways, uh, everybody, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll have another episode this Friday. Uh, I'll edit this one on my 12-hour layover in Denver. <laughs> so, And then when I land tomorrow, uh, the gentleman that I'm meeting out there, uh, we should be recording a podcast, and he'll have some input on future shows. Um, but yeah, he told me that they have a little uh, coffee chain out there called Starbucks. You ever heard of so, that? Yeah, I ever heard of it. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna meet him there tomorrow, and that's cool. We'll go from there. And so. hey, Adam, I think at uh, PRI, I think old me and Wags are gonna have to sit side by side and see if the listeners can tell who is who. <laughs> I think oh, we're man. close. I don't know. Your, I still. Your accent's a little bit less, uh, a little bit less Texas, and a little bit more Hoosier. So. <laughs> I still think Wags needs a dog named Wags. And then, or, or just wag, you know, and you yeah. can call it wag, wag the dog. I, I, I dig wag so much right now because he sent me some sweet HVT. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw those. Hats. Yeah, you sent me a picture of those. You know, interestingly enough, HVT. those are also, yeah, I don't think it's going to be HVT. Uh, they're starting their own thing. Um, I don't know if they'll have that ready by PRI or not. I know the name, but I'm not going to say anything just yet, just in case they okay. change it. Um, but those top hats are actually those fit S2000s as well. Yeah, yeah, they so. uh, they worked perfect. So I just finished putting the other two back in or two in yesterday. So yeah, um, yeah, John, uh, John, John sent me a nice so. deal. So if you guys need an email for contact for spherical top hats for Civics or S two thousands, we know who to talk to. And I think they uh, they've got a lot of stuff planned too. So that's um, exciting. Well, but I anyways, look forward to talking to him about that. We'll see you right, guys, guys in just a couple weeks for PRI, and we've got some other episodes in between now and then. But it uh, should be fun. Hey, Austin, how do I stop this thing? Do I hit the pause or the record button again? Hit the record button again. Okay. Or actually, you see the stop button? <laughs> yeah. You can hit the stop button. Okay, hit the stop button. Yeah. All right, buddies. Have, All a, right, good, man. Uh, have a good flight, Austin. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All see right, ya. sounds good. See ya.